0: au wa au wa au wa au Good evening Gabby. good evening TC and welcome all to our weekly podcast Terry Curran's A current View with the Oil of Hillsborough Mr Terry Curran. And if you're listening to the free first half on either Acast or Spotify, you can follow the links on our socials and access the full podcast via either Apple or become a Patreon. all the W's dot forward slash SRB media. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Current View, on Facebook the Current View, or join the group which is over at three thousand members strong. Thank you so much for your support; it's greatly appreciated. Steady away, mate. Yeah, steady away. And um, I've just been watching
1: Man United. They get knocked out of the uh, not knocked out. Uh, they've got to play a, a play off game. Get yeah, to keep in that Euro- in February. In that, yeah, in that Europa, and but uh, they've got to play a team what's been knocked out of a. Champions, Champions League, League. Mm. and it drops down into the Europa League. But as a player, you know, yeah. as a player, if you play for uh, any team, say yeah. if I play for Sheffield Wednesday and I get knocked out of the cup and I get transferred to Everton yeah. uh, and they're still in the cup, I can't play in it.
0: No, cup you get to play is-
1: Champions League, you know, it just shows you how corrupt these authorities are.
0: But it's crazy. I mean, they make the rules that, as they go along. And, and it is quite ridiculous how you can get knocked out of one cup competition and then have the safety net of falling into the Europa League, playing in a playoff game, knocking out teams that are already qualified for the said competition and you take their place at the table. I think What's it's that? so wrong. What's that saying? Rules for me, but Absolutely. not for me. Absolutely. It, it's it's crazy. It's a ridiculous scenario. And again, playing too many games, and they're creating more playoff games for the competition. The, 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 I'm not being funny, when I said
1: corrupt. I don't mean it in a, in, a, in a nasty way. No, no, you don't. Because what I'm saying is, mm. is, is that they can make any rule they want to. Of course they can. Right? Mm. Uh, I mean, you just said that they're complaining about players playing too many games, mm. yet they keep adding games. Of course they do. Why? Why?
0: What, they more to make money.
1: Us, are they trying to make us think that we're, we're confused or there's something they're wrong just,
0: with us? They're just trying to create more income and, and that's what they do. They create more competition. You, you'll get the income with a TV. Hmm? But you know when these, when, when these teams
1: have yep. already qualified and they've played weekend team, do you think they're going to make any more money out of it from the club side of it? If they do, it's very, very, very little. It's...
0: Well, I mean, they, they they now have that luxury of if they drop out of the Champions League, they can compete in the Europa League. It's it's a team that finishes third. I think the team that finishes fourth are just out of Europe. anyhow. but the team that finishes third drop down into the Europa League. But then why do they win the complain?
1: Euro- why does clubs complain? Why does you know the FAs complain about yeah. players playing too many games?
0: But they don't, do they? Not no, about you. They, they, they complain. Never about it's Europe. As though it, yeah. you know. Never it's about Europe. I mean, you had yeah. all the managers, you have all the players, they're all playing too much football. We've done they this don't. on the podcast for years now. They don't play as much domestic football as what they used to play. The problem is Europe and international games, that's the creation. That's why they play too many games. But you never, ever, ever, ever hear them having a go at European competition, playing too many games. You never domestic. because,
1: because you know, they they are never wrong. You know, we're the ones what's wrong. Exactly. I told everybody 46 years ago, Mm -hmm. maybe 47 years ago, about our coaching. Mm-hmm. I want our managers to be successful. people might criticize me, uh, or think I'm a big mouth for, for keep uh, repeating myself about it. For the first time, I watched any I don't know how many's on our side, but for the first time, I saw Glenn Oddle, real Ferdinand, and um, Joe Cole. Mm-hmm. Now I think Joe Cole like right, the, they all turned around and said, because uh, there was one about uh, Graham Potter at Chelsea now, yes. and how well he's done. And they asked Potter about English coaching. He said, "Well, over overseas, uh, they uh, they get they get laughed at English coach because it's about wearing your heart on your sleeve and you know long ball and all mm-hmm. that." Yeah. And they were they were comp- not complaining, but they were set, they were turning around and said, "Well, the, the, probably are right because we've had that." Perception and Glenn Hoddle turn my. Well, I hope people don't think that about me. Joe Cole, for me, could have been a really superstar player.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: A Joseph, I you see, this is my saying in life. What I've what I've learned is, um, it's a sin uh, to stay silent and say nothing. Absolutely. Joe Cole, for me, would have been and could have been an elite football mm-hmm. footballer, right? Uh, of Jose Mourinho. If you'd have played him as a number ten, uh, or let him play like 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 Messi, allow him to play the positions like Messi plays. I'm not saying he's going to be as good as Messi, but he would have been an elite player. Yeah. Messi is a god; you can see that. He's on sort of mm. a different planet. But Joe Cole would have been one of those who opened things up for our national team and the team where he played. Him. He said when he went and played in in France, if he gave the ball away once, they used to laugh. Typical English. Mm. I was telling people about this for years. I played in Sweden, mm-hmm. right? They used to say to me, like some, a lot of players when I was playing, used to say to me, "Show me how you do that."
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, I didn't have to play third division football. Mm-hmm. I'd had enough of all the crap,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? And if I had known, and I wanted to play for Sheffield Wednesday, and I don't regret playing for Sheffield Wednesday, but if I had known Jack were going to play that way, I would have gone.
0: I mean, Chris, you But I was banging
1: my head against the brick wall. Mm-hmm. Who, you know, not for me. Yeah. Put our game.
0: Mm, absolutely. Put our game. Chris, you always said that when he went to play in Marseille and you listen to all of the players that went and played abroad. So many fantastic experiences because <laughs> the way that we play our game is completely different to the way the foreigners have always played the game. The Continentals have always played oh, the game. I've
1: been telling everybody, Gabby.
0: Yeah, but in the 19, early 1900s, Jimmy Hogan was the English coach yeah. that yeah, we went over. This, absolutely, yeah. Right? And and couldn't really get a job in this country. He had to keep going over to Austria, how to can, Holland, to Germany. <laughs> how can anybody justify <laughs> yeah. this? Yeah. How can anybody
1: justify <clears throat> this?
0: Uh, Hughes.
1: Charles Hughes. Absolutely. the ace job. Yeah, yeah. In football, it's incredible, right? Mm-hmm. They let Bobby Moore, who won a World Cup and were captain of a World Cup, mm-hmm. go go down to teams like Oxford City, yeah, and Altham mm-hmm. instead of applying his trade at, at the highest level in our game, yep, right? Uh, and Bobby Chow were a bit different, mm-hmm. yeah, but he's had you know a bit more respect for some unknown reason. I don't know why. Right? Uh, but Man-, Man United made him an ambassador. But I think that's only because of Fergie and them. Yeah. What appreciated that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, yeah, but we put something in charge. Of our national game, mm.
0: right? What hadn't got a
1: clue? No, not, we not, not, not
0: a scooby-doo. Not a scooby-doo. What he was telling tell us, mm. us players, if you
1: get the ball into the box, you have more chance of scoring a goal. go. Well, obviously. I know obviously you've got a chance of scoring a goal you've got a, score, a chance of scoring a goal once you kick off at three o'clock or at eight o'clock to eight at night
0: exactly
1: right but what you've got to do is try and create chances to score goals mm, yeah not just give the ball away and hope mm. and play percentage football right you know we we've got the court. we've got on courses or, or we've set a, a, a philosophy up to follow. Mm. Don't be a follower, be a leader.
0: Absolutely.
1: Coach outside the box, play outside the box, but have discipline when you haven't got the ball. You've got to help your team out. Yeah. Simple. It's... But meant difficult by these clever coaches what know everything. They've got all the badges. And how many fail? I told you last week, there's more there's more fail what's got the full badges like they've got than the ones that played at the ice level.
0: Absolutely, because the
1: ones that play at the highest level in our in our, in our leagues practically go down to the bottom yeah. to start. Right? You, on the continent, the great players start at the highest level.
0: Yeah, do. Yeah, I know. They they put the cart before the horse in this country. Uh, it's run by idiots, and all they want is robots. Uh, some magic moments, TC, this week. What have you sourced for us? And I bet that we've got a couple that are uh, snap. I bet we haven't. I bet we have gone. What are you? I bet we haven't. I bet we haven't. I bet we got one. I bet we haven't gone in. Wait, what's yours? I watched. I watched a lot
1: of the games uh, this weekend. Yeah. Uh, when I say a lot of the games, I've watched a few games, and then I watched some highlights of other games. Yeah. All right. I'm going to try and pronounce his name right because I, I thought this was best goal that... Uh, Again Plenty goals Plenty excitements And plenty magic moments As you know Not only for players But goalkeepers of, yeah, You know
0: yep. You well, always say think, that you, yep, know, you do I
1: think I could pronounce it I'm going to try and pronounce this name If I can felongi
0: Bidas No I've not got that He <laughs> scored for Cardiff Oh the, the, the boy Yeah the boy that's on loan from Villa Brilliant! Did you, see the, did you see the goal? Yes, I did. Fantastic! Absolutely. I've shared it. Yeah. Brilliant. Quality, Absolutely. wasn't it?
1: Damn composed, clipped right yeah. to the top corner. And I'm I'm watching I'm watching Leeds United, um, uh, under 23 because Tom and Jock are both Leeds fans. Yeah. Both Sheffield Wednesday fans when they were kids, but but when we once started going to school with the mates because I lived up in Leeds, yeah. they became Leeds fans and i'm watching this thing and i said to tommy why this lad because they know more about leads than me i said why this lad in... in and around the team right this right. like when did they play liverpool so, saturday night it night. So then... must have been Thursday. this one i was watching
0: hmm.
1: he scored the winner and what i saw of him again he ran at people he's a confident little player let them express themselves but make sure they understand how important it is when we haven't got the ball. Yeah. And the kid, I forget his name now, because the first time I've seen him play, mm. I, but I'm watching this programme, this thing, Leeds United. If they, win, they they give you his name, great little player, great little player. Mm. You know, he scored the winner for Leeds. You know, and Leeds have been having it bad, but I thought they played quite well other night against uh, Liverpool. I know they were back, uh, yeah. one of them was a bad goal, mm. you know. But football's football, and the, biggest, the hardest thing is the mistakes that players make. And you see it week in and week out, don't you?
0: Yeah, you do. Yeah, and, and Liverpool, I mean, it was at, at, for a lot of the games. So I, I didn't watch all of it, but I did watch a lot of it. And the bits that I saw, it was like, you know, shots in really. Liverpool were camped around the Leeds box. But again, and similar to when they played against Crystal Palace and Zaha broke through and scored the goal. It, it was just one of them and that Liverpool just couldn't mind score. Mate,
1: Another mm-hmm. one of my mates was a big Leeds fan and I worked with him up at Leeds coaching. I called yeah. him Dennis Roach as a goalkeeper. And Dennis said to me, what do I reckon to um, the goal? This was about a year and a half ago.
0: Mm.
1: I said, Dennis, listen to me. He's a goalkeeper. In That's the most important. You know what, <laughs> what I think about. Forget yep. midfield, forget centre forwards. Get that right first. And then you can start. I would start them with my midfield before I even thought about my back four. Yeah. Right, because you've got to be able to, you've got to be able to, midfield's got to be able to uh, liaise with the defence and the attack, mm-hmm. and that is defending and and um cutting open the opposition. Yeah. And I said, and he said to me, ah, I said, well, let me tell you something, Dennis. He's the best you've ever had, because I haven't seen Leeds have a great goalkeeper. Mm. I mean, Seaman weren't that great there. He went better when he played at Arsenal. Yeah. He was half decent. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and he said, ah, I'm, not, "I'm not sure." Well, let me tell you. You know, if I were Man United, mm. I'd go buy him because no. he's 21, 22, 23, at most I think he is, and he's a hell of a goalkeeper. What's his name? I, I can't pronounce yeah. it, but he's a hell of a goalkeeper. I don't see. I don't watch Leeds that much.
0: Mm.
1: I only watch bits of them. Come to me, It will come into me, in a bit.
0: Well, we've got an hour for you to try and remember the Leeds goalkeeper. Um, have you got any more magic moments?
1: No, that was not it? one. You know, you no, know me. I, yeah. I, I try to put the emphasis on on one person really. Yeah. And if I do, sometimes because it's that good, you know. But we see it every week.
0: Isn't it? Absolutely. Not that
1: good, but I try to put one emphasis on one play if I can, and I've never picked a player out at Cardiff of anything but I
0: thought that was a great goal well I've got uh, I've got three little magic moments here because there's been so much it's been fantastic Uh, Lucy Quinn's last minute winner for Birmingham City women against Sheffield United a fabulous pass to her she's took the ball out of it and I tell you I'll tell you what it is an absolute (laughs) world it's one of the best goals I've seen the score at St Andrews so uh, well done kid and uh, a late-minute, well, last-minute winner against Sheffield United. So, well done, girls. Uh, Gavin Holohan for Grimsby against Hartlepool. What a strike. The ball's just fallen to him outside the box, and he's just rolled the ankle outside of his right foot and just curled it in. But just such a nonchalant... Just run on it, and he's just hit it with the outside of his foot, and it's a fantastic goal. But Paul Smith's goal for Orient uh, the weekend. when I he saw got, that. That oh, was a great goal. He got, no, Dan, uh, who did he remind you of when he got that ball on the left side? He cut in, he attacked the players, It got brought down, it could have been a penalty, referee wave play on, got up, ran a couple of players, stuck in the back of the net. Who did he remind you of? I, I tell you, I,
1: I don't try. I'm not trying to compare him with him, but that goal, yeah, like what George Best would do. Yeah, get knocked over, mm. not complain <coughs> about it. Get yeah. up. that's the I would look at him. Mm. who were you looking? were you looking at him as?
0: Robbo.
1: I'm, I'm going to say to you, Robbo.
0: Robbo. Reminded me the way he took the ball, the way he he, he, he attacked the defender. It just reminded me, Robbo, when he went down, he got. But a back lot up. of
1: players in our day would have got up. Not oh, like the old now, and, and 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 begging for a penalty. But, Having said that, we've got to admit that Fanny Lee and Were too <laughs> Two
0: of the worst at it. Absolutely. So we can't
1: complain about the continent.
0: Well, they always say that, don't they? You know, didn't dive in Adair. They actually did dive back in Adair in the 70s. Millionaire, millionaire, millionaire. Who's
1: that? A goalkeeper at least. It's something
0: like that. Yeah, he's, um, <laughs> is he Spanish or French or something? He's only a young kid, but, um, you know. great
1: goalkeeper, you know. Yeah,
0: I've, I've looked at him and I've thought sometimes, he looks a bit small. He looks so like he's just come out of school. No, he's, yeah, he doesn't look small. He's like Jock. He needs filling out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. About yeah. six foot three, six foot four. Is he really that tall? Oh, OK. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, have you got a cough as well? I've got one as well. I've
1: just, <coughs> just done swallowed something.
0: It's like stuck. No, I ain't got a cough. You okay? Yeah, I'm all fine. I'm fine, mate. Yeah. So uh, that, that concludes, bro. Paul Smith, his name is, he's, he's from Belfast. He he was um, playing for Linfield. and he got a move to Queen's Park Rangers. I think he was only there for a couple of seasons at QPR. And then um, he turns up at Orient. I don't know why he left QPR because... If you remember, about six weeks ago, I said, in my magic moment, have a look at this fella. His name's Paul Smith, or Paul Smythe. He's flicked the ball up against Doncaster, and he's kind of scissor-kicked it into the top. Do you know
1: why? you know why he left? No. Because he
0: would
1: have been an English coach. coach. Yeah,
0: probably.
1: You know... That player, uh, Man United, that uh, Brazilian.
0: What, one voted Fred? Voted? Who? Oh, Anthony. Yeah, we're going to be talking about Anthony right, right. Now, in a short while.
1: He would have done that in Holland. Nothing said.
0: Hmm.
1: You know when he does it in England?
0: Yeah.
1: Everybody can't do that here. Why can't they do that here? Can you, can you remember a kid called Rinaldo who played for Man United mm. as an 18-year-old that spent £12 million quid on it,
0: yep. right? One Everyone, trick pony, weren't I? Yeah, you know. Yeah.
1: Anybody else would have got rid of Rinaldo,
0: mm.
1: but not Fergie. Yeah. We've got an obsession, right, of kick and run and where you are on your sleeve.
0: You oh, absolutely. Big and, and strong. And keep running. running. Big and strong, it's, keep running, lads.
1: I, I give up, you know, I give up with that. I know, that. it's I incredible. With, you know, and I still want them to do well. I still want to do well and be successful, me, Gabby. I mean, Absolutely, really yeah,
0: of course we do.
1: And yet, you know, it's, 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 it's pathetic how they go on about things all the time.
0: Absolutely. When topics of the week, we're going to be talking showboating. So, a little bit later in the podcast, because I had a a chat with Udi about the showboating, and then we got talking about the Mavericks, etc., etc. So, we will be talking about that in a short while. Uh, Book Corner Association with MyFootballBooks.com. Andy from MyFootballBooks.com always sends us a recommendation. And this week... It's from Ronnie Radford to Roger Osborne when the FA Cup really mattered in the 1970s by Matthew Eastley. I believe you do done. It is. It's one of a trilogy, so I think it's, it's either the seventies, eighties, and the nineties, or the sixties, the seventies, and the eighties. Apologies, because I'm not familiar with the trio, but the one that um, that Andy's recommended is from Ronnie Radford to Roger Osborne. and sadly Roger passed away some time ago, and that Ronnie Radford passed away yesterday. Well, it definitely, it definitely seventies. Oh, no, that's the 70s. But he's, he's wrote three books. All oh, right. Uh, about the FA Cup, when the FA Cup really mattered. And I can't remember if it was the 60s, 70s, the 80s, or the 70s, the 80s, and the 90s. I think it's 60s, no, 70s, it's, it's and 80s. It's 60s, 70s, 80s. Oh, I, I would have thought so. Yeah, it's started I would have it, thought so.
1: That's uh, Premier League,
0: isn't it? I, I, I think so. But as I say, I'm not sure. But it is one of a trilogy. And. Um, and he recommended that when he learnt of the uh, the passing of Ronnie Radford. Uh, goal of the season in 1972. What a goal, wasn't it? And what a what a giant killing uh, feat for Hereford knocking out Newcastle United.
1: I can still see that. I can still see the fans come down to the field. I can still see yeah. how bad
0: that pitch was to play on. It was
1: awful, wasn't it? And I can I can, still see in my head now the, the Newcastle players, all the heads down thinking, what has happened here?
0: I know. Pat Howard, I'd done a Legends of the 70s podcast with Pat and we were talking. I said, happy anniversary, Pat. He said, thank you very much, Gab. I said, you don't know what, it's happy anniversary, do you? he said, no, not really. I said, It's it was at the, the, the time, it was, oh, I don't know, four, 40 years since that goal when Ronnie <laughs> Radford and um, uh, who was the other fella, George? Yeah, go on. Um, what was go the, on. Eddie, Eddie George, was it? Ricky George. Ricky George. Ricky George. Yeah, when Ricky George. I mean, he's the one that's always forgotten he scored the winner, and uh, and Ronnie Radford. and and Pat talked me through that goal. It, he said it flew over me head, and I thought that's going to be close. That is. <laughs> it went straight in the top corner.
1: Do you know, like the a you know the goalkeeper's Name.
0: Ian McFaul.
1: Yeah, Ian McFaul.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I mean they were. Well done, re- Gabby. That I mean they were a good team. I like Newcastle back in in them days. I, liked I like McDonald. In fact,
1: I still like Newcastle now, mate. Yes,
0: yeah, I It's Had if, no success, but I say I like Newcastle. Well, I do like the Newcastle, but yeah. they've
1: got terrific fans. But like anybody else, when they're not winning, they, you know, a they, lot of them are bonus, and I get that. But hmm. still. Fantastic support.
0: Absolutely. Uh, What was it? The 15th of August 1972. That was the first game that I went to see Birmingham City play uh, with my dad. And it was against Newcastle United. And um, Willie or Ian McFall was was the goalkeeper. Bob Latchford had three... Disallowed goals in the second half. So as a kid, I must have thought, blimey, look at all those goals going in there! This is great." I don't think Birmingham have scored so many since. And uh, second up, uh, Steve Perryman, a spur forever, my li- my lily white, um, my lily white and blue life with Adam Pauli. We've just uh, released our podcast, Legends of the Seventies, with Steve Perryman. What an absolute legend and what a top man. And Steve is in a Star of the 70s section again a little bit later in the podcast. So we'll talk about Steve a little bit later. And thirdly, A Marriage Made in Football, the story of Graham and Jane Hawkins by Kirsty Hawkins. Kirsty's kindly sent me the book that she's written. Is
1: that the manager at Wolves?
0: Yeah, it is, yeah.
1: Have you had had any memories? Did I? (laughs) He tried to sign me when I was uh, Sheffield United. Oh right, okay. Did yeah. did you have any dealings? Before the Everton thing. Before
0: right. the, before the Everton thing came about. Oh, okay. Yeah. Did you consider how did that come about? To you how did was it made uh, common knowledge well, well, to I, you? I,
1: I I've been there a long but I told you Veg really bought me and Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it was always an headache for for Porterfield. And yeah. even though we played at you United know, Wednesday together, yeah. Uh, and we got along. Uh, as a manager he wants his own players and he, he got Colin Morris there. Uh, he got Tony Tower. Tony Towers. Yeah. And then, oh, he got another one, a winger. Colin Morris. Okay. Colin Morris. Tony Towers. He got another one. Anyway, he'll come to me. Mm-hmm. Um and he I met him in manager's office at, at Lane. Yeah. And he introduced me to him. He said, um, I made an offer for you. Would you fancy it? I ain't been there two minutes. Uh but we were playing that night. And I just well I just said, have a game to think about first. And that and that was it. Uh and then I put he pulled me in after the game. He said I've been serious and made an offer for you. I said, Well, sell me, Paul. you Don't make a difference to me. Yeah. Just sell me. Don't make, I'm I'm not interested in one little bit what you do. Mm. And that's what I use. Right? Uh, I think Reg put a block on it. And then we had a couple of uh, he left me out to a a couple of games, I think. And I used that when he got into office and said, if you're not playing me, sell me. And he just left it. Uh, And then he said to me, he said, "Uh, Evan's coming for you. I
0: uh, said, so "Well, get me out of here as quick as you can," mm. and that's that's how it came about. But when you think Graham off, blonde, dead, blonde, dead guy. Yeah, it's,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. So but, never messing, you
0: never met him, but you just pull out there? no, sadly he passed away. Um, but it is the story of Graham and Jane Hawkins, a marriage made in football, by uh, by their daughter-in-law Kirsty Hawkins. So it looks as though it's going to be a fabulous read. Um, and she's kindly sent me the book, so I'm going to have a read of it, and I'm going to make a podcast with Kirsty uh, about Graham Hawkins, and a wonderful book there, uh, Wolverhampton Wondrous Player, and um, a manager, Graham, spent his life working in football, signed by Stan Cullis at Wolverhampton Wanderers age 16. He played, scouted and managed for his Boyle Club. A life in football rarely allows loyalty to one team. He went to play for Preston North End, uh, Blackburn Rovers and Port Vale. But uh, yeah, ever-present Colossus. Uh, Preston North End's captain. He was captain of Preston North End. So, yeah, must have been a decent player. I don't really remember him. Probably a little bit really before my time, T C. But uh, looking forward to uh, to reading that I can't that remember book.
1: him playing, but I remember him being manager.
0: Uh, yeah, and I met
1: him a couple of times, like I said.
0: I think he was there two seasons. I believe he took Wolves up, but he were, um,
1: weren't there long. And that Sammy, Sammy. Chung was it? Sammy
0: Chung was another one? There yeah, Sammy. Sammy would have been before because um when Bill McGarry got attacked, <laughs> yeah, I got. Yeah, Sammy. What I'm yeah, Sammy. But the he not there that long, were they? No, absolutely. Kenny Ibbett was telling me about Sammy Chung because he was a coach, and they all they all love Sammy. Bill McGarry mm. was um well hard work to, to to say the least. He was hard it He never really talked to anybody, but um, but Sammy Chung did and uh, the players really liked him but uh, book corner in association with my dot com we always mention three books in our feature there Steve Perryman uh a Spur Forever, My Lifetime, My Son My Lily White and Blue Life with uh, Adam Pauly. A Marriage Made in Football, uh, The Story of Graham and Jane Hawkins by Kirsty Hawkins, and From Ronnie Radford to Roger Osborne when the FA Cup Really Mattered, oh. 1970s by Matthew Eastley. Those are our three books this week, TC. So, so guys, go on to myfootballbooks.com. Have a look. Andy promotes so many fabulous books. Books are out now. Books that have been out in the past. And when somebody, a player, has a birthday or... Uh, sadly passed away and the date marks that date he'll put the book his autobiography i'm doing another podcast next week with uh, gary edwards i've just got this book today summer of 63 Revy's Plan for leeds united so i'm looking forward to having a, a dip into that book as well and i've just our most recent um Book Corner Extra Time podcast has come out today. Chris has been really working hard today. Uh, It's Alchemy by Christopher Hull. Christopher sent me... um the book with Brian Clough's time, Brian Clough and Peter Taylor, their time at Hartley Pools United. So they sent me the book, I read it and then we make a podcast with them. So all from wherever you source your podcast guys, just go and have a look at it. SRB media. And there's another couple of podcasts out this week. Strange, strange, but true 19th of October, 1946 Barnet versus Tooton and Mitchum was the first match televised by the BBC. SRB Media.